This is Wildlife Conservation India podcast by Ela Foundation Pune India and the Wildlife People. In this episode, Professor Ruben Yosef continues his talk on bird ringing and explains the ecological relevance of bird ringing studies. Now, from the point of view of environmental change, birds are also extremely good bioindicators because of the fact that uh, birds have a very high metabolic rate as compared to humans, meaning that the uh, turnover, the physiological turnover is uh, also at a rapid rate and uh, everything is processed at, in much shorter times. Anything that we spray in the environment, anything that we alter in the environment is something that we can read into the birds and into the bird populations almost instantaneously. So from that point of view, birds can be extremely good bioindicators for us of the environment and it is very very important that we monitor the bird populations at a co- in a constant manner in order to be able to understand fluctuations and changes. But once again I stress that fluctuations and changes cannot be based on a one year study. Because in every given population there are natural fluctuations, there are natural ups and downs. And only when you start looking at, at data over several years can we essentially start to understand what these natural fluctuations are and how we, we should act or not act upon some of them. An example I can give you is of uh, what happened to me personally because I was working in Israel at a very important ringing station in Eilat at a bottleneck. I have been ringing and monitoring uh, steppe eagles and levant sparrowhawks for uh, many decades. And then suddenly we noticed in a given year, I'm talking of 96-97, when the populations plummeted. They dropped from about 60,000 birds to 30,000 birds. But what was worrisome was the number of juveniles that comprised the population. Where in the natural population, we are talking of about 30 to 35%, we dropped to less than 10% of juveniles into the population. That means suggesting that the breeding had been uh, hammered in one way or the other. And that is when we monitored for over three years a decreasing trend in the population of the steppe eagles migrating through Eilat with no change in the number of young being recruited into the uh, population. And that's when we raised a red flag for the global community, conservation community, to take notice of these uh, extreme changes. And um, upon further research, they could easily identify that the problem was linked with Chernobyl. Radiation that emitted from that accident Essentially, also, although human populations were being monitored, wildlife was not. And hence, we were one of the first in the world to put our fingers on that uh, disaster and that wildlife also needed to be monitored equally in order to understand what the repercussions of this accident was. This also came through, by the way, in uh, Levant Sparrowhawks, where also the ratios between adults and females, uh, between adult males and females changed. Also between uh, adults and juveniles changed drastically. And there was another change which we have not necessarily been to explain until recently that some of the young, some of the males 
started appearing to look like females. In Levanspar Hawks, you understand what I'm saying. The adults have a rufous banding on their chest and the females have a dark brown banding. And suddenly, a couple of years after Chernobyl, we started noticing that even males were appearing with female banding, that is dark brown. It's only in subsequent uh, research, uh, actually in barn swallows, it was discovered that radiation affects the beta carotene which gives the rufous color to the banding. So when that chemical, when that molecular configuration changes, it goes from rufous to dark brown. So suddenly we were getting males with dark brown bands like females. And this is how we can certainly read into wildlife things that we can say are anthropogenic. It's us, us humans who are affecting these uh, populations. And it's the same thing with chemicals whether we call them pesticides or we call them fertilizers, you have to remember that even fertilizers at high doses become poisonous. So just saying that, no, it's harmless, I'm just putting in a fertilizer to farm my crop, it will very much affect the populations that will come to forage in the uh, fields in which you have spread the fertilizer. Of course, pesticides are a known killer, and hence uh, the reaction to that is usually almost immediate. And um, the monitoring of these populations, I think, is extremely important. I'm aware that Ella Foundation has started such a project, a constant effort site in uh, the Pingori Ornithological Station. And this is something that has to be monitored constantly in order to be able to give a long-time picture. For more episodes, log on to www.elafoundation.org slash podcasts Wildlife Conservation India podcasts are now available on prominent platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify and Stitcher. Stay tuned.